folks in the building. Amen. Amen. God has been good to us. Amen. And we thank God for him on this morning. Grab your Bibles. We're going to the book of Isaiah this morning. The book of Isaiah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hmm. I mean, enjoyed our last series. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. How many has been blessed in the, in the process of our last series? Amen. God has answered some prayers, and we thank God for that. Hopefully, we can get some of those on video to be able to share with you about what God is doing and what God has done. Amen. Next week, uh, we look to launch our new series uh, on next week. Uh, but today, I just feel the Lord settling me down as I was meditating and reading and dropped into this particular text and sometimes when you when you read God's word he just settles you down in a place and things begin to flow and he settled me down in this particular scripture this morning well last week but this morning as well we're gonna launch it says in Isaiah 1 and 19 if you are willing and obedient you will eat the good things of the land. He says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. This morning for a little while, I, I want to talk to you from the subject, the blessings of obedience. The blessings of obedience. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. <sighs> for sitting down in our midst. Thank you for your presence because without your presence we'll be here in vain. So we honor you today and we love you because you are a great God. You said you never leave us now to forsake us but that you be a very present help in the time of trouble. And Father we thank you for your word is true said it will not return void unto you. So God, we, we thank you for that on today. And God, as we come, not out of form or fashion, but we came to worship the great and mighty king, the one that created us and formed us and shaped us, one that knows our end from our beginning. We come to worship you and to praise you and honor you, but we also come to hear word. And you said that you withhold no good thing from us. So, God, I pray that you would speak to us on today. That you know what each and every one of us need. God, I pray. I've studied, but I understand that your spirit supersedes my study. So, I yield my members on today. My mind, my lips, my mouth to you on today. That you would have your way, that the spirit will take full charge, that it be not David's thoughts or David's ways. But you know what we're going through. You know what you prepared and laid up for us. So, God, we want to be in your will. So we thank you for what you're going to do on today. Thank you for how you're going to move. And we give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. 
Amen and amen. And just take your seats, look at two or three people and tell them there's a blessing in obedience. That's a blessing in obedience. That's a blessing in obedience. Amen. Amen. Glad to see each and every one of you again in the house of faith uh, this morning. Uh, we can see that uh, everybody is not here and we're just about out of room. So we see the necessity for next door and what God is doing and preparing us for. And those guests, if you, this is your first time, I would encourage you to go next door and see what the Lord is doing and how he has, how he is preparing us for future and the plans and purposes that he has in store for us. And it is not about a building, but it is about a building. It is about his people. It's about having a place that hurt people, broken people, people in pain, people need healing and restoration and empowerment can come so that they can walk into the plans and purposes that God has uh, for their life. In our text this morning, this particular text is written by the prophet Isaiah. Many consider Isaiah to be the greatest prophet, uh, other than Jesus, of course. Uh, he was reared in an aristocratic home, and the Bible tells us that he was married to a prophetess. And in the beginning of his ministry, he was celebrated. In the beginning of his ministry, people enjoyed hearing what he had to say. <laughs> but like any true prophet, yeah, any true prophet. Yeah, at some point of time in your ministry, it's not going to be so as it was in the beginning. You will not be celebrated like you were in the beginning. Because God will give you messages that are difficult to hear. He will give challenges and charges and he will illuminate things that are hidden and many a times those things hurt and where people are considered true prophets if you don't say what people want to hear they will oftentimes call you call you a false prophet because if you're not prophesying about houses if you're not prophesying about a new car, if you're not prophesying about prosperity, but you are speaking about change or you're speaking about sin or you're speaking about judgment, people don't want to hear. They don't want to hear that. So Isaiah starts off as being a popular prophet, but then he becomes an unpopular one. But he was one that after 60, 60 years, Isaiah was God's special messenger to Judah. He prophesied while the nations were divided, Israel to the north and Judah to the south. Yeah. And he was tuned in. He, he, he was tuned in mentally and morally and spiritually to God. And that's why God could use him. Because God is looking for somebody that's going to be tuned in to him. 
Hmm. Yeah, not tuned into the world, but tuned into him. And in our text this morning, Isaiah addresses the subject of obedience. Yeah, Webster defines obedience as obeying or ready to obey or being submissive to another's will. The Greek word for obedience is hupokoi, and it means a, a, a koi, if we break this up, a koi means to hear and hupo means beneath. So obedience literally means a submission to what is heard. Yeah, and together, i.e., it means obedience as the response to someone speaking. This refers to both earthly voice and the Lord's voice. See, what we got to understand is that obedience is a critical thing, a vital thing for us as believers. The Bible has a great deal to say when it comes to obedience. It addresses obedience in three particular areas. The first area, it addresses it in the family. We find the talented tip maker from Tasha's in Ephesians 6 and 1 through 3. He talks to our children. Yeah, about obedience. He says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. That, that it may be well with thee and thou mayest live long on the earth. Yeah, many of the reasons that some of us are still living is because we were obedient to our parents. Yeah, it adds longevity to us. Many parents uh, can agree that your child's obedience is vital. <laughs> yeah, y'all ain't gonna help me this morning. Yeah, yeah. The fact that they stay in your house. Yeah, the fact that they sleep in your bed. Yeah, the fact that they wear the clothes that you buy. Yeah, the fact that they eat food that you make. Yeah, it's critical for them to obey it, what you ask them to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can remember my mother. I can remember one time getting uh, a, a little above myself. Yeah, but she brought me back down very quickly. Yeah, if you're going to stay here, yeah, if you're going to eat this food, uh, yeah, if, you, if you're going to go and turn up the air conditioning and turn on the heat, understand, you're going to obey me in this house. Yeah, I know I got some witnesses in the building. The Bible also addresses obedience as it relates to relationships. Yeah, the same talented tent maker tells the Romans in 13 and 1. Uh, he says, all of you must obey those who have rule over you. He says, there are no authorities except the ones God has chosen. And those who, who now rule have been chosen by God. Yeah, sometimes you say, well, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, but God has everything in control. And he wants us to submit to those who have authority over us. Matter of fact, uh, Titus, uh, Paul tells Titus in 3 and 1, he says, remind the people to be subject to the rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good. Yeah, he says what's good. Yeah, so we're called to obey the government in that which is good. In other words, if it's leading us away from the commandments of God, then we have an out. Yeah, Daniel had an out. Yeah, yeah, a decree was made that he couldn't pray. Yeah, but Daniel knew the power of prayer. 
Yeah, he knew that, that if I'm going to survive, if I'm going uh, to be everything that God has called me to be, I got to get on my knees. I got to cry out to a God yeah, that answers prayers. So we're called to be obedient. We're called to be obedient to our supervisors on our jobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know that may be difficult and hard sometimes. Yeah, we're called to be uh, obedient to authorities, to authorities, to those who, uh, the police, and, and, and to those who have that badge. We're, we're called to, to submit to them. Yeah, to submit to them. Yeah. And then, of course, the Bible tells us, is where we're landing today, it tells us that we have an obedience in our relationship with God. Yeah, which is the first and foremost, because obedience is vital to God. There, there are two things that really matter to God. That is our faith and our obedience. Yeah, the Bible tells us without faith it's impossible to please God. Impossible. So it's critical, it's critical that we believe, it's critical that we use the, the mustard seed of faith that he has given unto us. Yeah, and then it's critical for us to obey, to obey, to obey his commands, to obey his word. And this is what Judah was having an issue with. They were having an issue with obeying God. They were following after that same uh, they were falling into the same trap that Israel had fallen into because Israel had fallen into perverting justice and oppressing the poor and worshiping idols. But instead of following them, God wanted them to follow him. God wanted them to, to not fall prey just because somebody else is not obeying him and, and going astray. Uh, he wanted Judah. Judah Judah means praise. He, he, he wanted Judah to, to fall in line with him because God knew the promises and plans and destiny that he had in store for them. And the only way that they were going to lay hold to it was in obedience unto him. Yeah, see, God was trying to get them and us today to understand that the most important issue in our life is our obedience to God. Yeah, that every area of our lives is, it has to do with us obeying God. It's tied into us obeying God and following his law. We were created to obey him. Mm, we were created he laid up and prepared things for us that, that if we walk in that obedience, then, then we would lay hold to these things. Yeah. yeah. When we are in obedience to God, our life changes. And we'll see that in a minute, but I, 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 I want to I, I first talk about the fact that he doesn't make us obey him. He doesn't make us. He, he, he's not holding us hostage. Yeah, we are not a prisoner unto him. There is a willingness that he wants for us to obey him. I mean, when Adam and Eve were created and when they were placed in the garden, understand God did not place them in there. He did not put them in a prison to make them do what he wanted them to do. He gave them a free choice. That's so what Genesis 2 and 16 and 17 says, And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you may not eat from the tree of knowledge and of good and of evil. It says, When you do, 
you shall certainly die. So Adam and Eve, they, they had rewards to choosing to obey God. Yeah, and sad consequences for choosing to disobey God. I mean, just like we have today. See, God desires to, to bless his people. He, he desires to bless us. This is what he tells us in 3 John uh, uh, the second. I, I wish above all things that thou would prosper and be in health even as thou soul prosper. We got a God that, that wants to bless his people, that, that wants us to be on high, that wants us to be above and not beneath, that wants us to be blessed going in and coming out, that wants his people to be blessed. Yeah. But obedience is what releases blessings. In fact, let's look at what Isaiah said in, in the, the Living Translation. He says, if you only let me help you, if you will only obey, then I will make you rich. Now, I know somebody might shout thinking of a rich monetarily, but it's, it's not, uh, 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 in, uh, that's not the totality of what God is saying here. He's trying to get us to understand that in our body and in our soul and in our spirit, there is a richness that can only be obtained when we obey him. Mm, yeah, God wants us to choose to obey him out of love, not out of compulsion uh, or fear. This is what uh, Joshua tells the children of Israel in Joshua 22 and 5. He says, but be very careful to keep the commandments and the law, uh, the law that Moses, that servant of the Lord, gave you to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to keep his commands, to, to hold fast to him and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. He's trying to let us know that obedience is a love thing. Yeah, it's a love thing. Yeah, matter of fact, Jesus tells us this in John 14 and 21, the easy read version. He said, those who really love me are the ones who not only know my commands, but also obey them. Yeah, he said, if you love me, if you truly love me, yeah, not just lip service. He said, if you truly love me, then, then, then you will do what I say. You, you, you will keep my commands. Yeah. He said, that's how you really love me. <laughs> uh, when, when, you found, when you find love in my word, what I've asked you to do and what I've issued for you to do. He, he says, uh, that's when you truly, yeah, make love with me. Yeah. See, some people think that they, they've done God a favor by obeying him. But the truth of the matter is, is that uh, we are God's children. We are his child. And because we are his child, understand, it is our duty or, or it is our privilege to, to obey him. I thought about, I, I said, uh, you know, we, we, we all uh, naturally want to be in contact with, with somebody of significance. Yeah, I, I, I mean, imagine how many people want to be in contact with Oprah, Oprah or want to be in, in, in contact with some professional athlete or, 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 or some movie star. They, 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 they want to be in connection with them. And think about how many people will do whatever they ask them to do. Yeah. But can I suggest to you this morning that you and I have a greater connection? 
Yeah, the, you and I are connected to the most important person that ever lived. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that we have a privilege and, and an honor, yeah, I, I, I mean, to be connected to, to God. I, I mean, it's one thing to be connected to people, but it's another thing to be connected to the one that hung the moon and stars and divided the firmament is the one that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that that we can ask or think. It's something else being connected unto him. I thought about all that stuff that they were doing for uh, the natural queen. The earthly queen. Yeah, how, how much more so should we be doing for our heavenly king? Yeah, uh, we are connected to the king of kings, the king of kings, and the lord of lords. We, we are connected to the one that is able to do everything. So if we are connected to him, why not obey him? Hmm. Because I found out in life, yeah, I found out in life that if you need a healing, he's the only one that's going to be able to do it. I found out in life that if you need a financial blessing, people will go to some limit, but uh, to some extent. But the truth of the matter is, is that we're going to have to depend on him. Yeah, yeah, I wish I had somebody that, that, that your back has been up against the wall and you, you called out to people and you, you, you called to this person and that person, but you found out at the end of the day, the only one that you could count on was God. Yeah, I believe the woman which you issue of blood spent all of her money and spent all of her time going to the doctors, but she realized that the only one that she really needed to go to was Jesus. Yeah, yeah, because he can do what nobody else can do. So why not? Why not obey what he asked us to do? I mean, even when we feel like it or when we don't feel like it. See, that's the issue. Because sometimes we feel like it and then sometimes we don't. <laughs> uh, but Jesus sets an example for us. Jesus shows us. Uh, and what I love about Jesus is he never asked us something without giving us an illustration. Uh, he never asked us something without, with, without showing us uh, uh, how we are to, to uh, go about to ascertain that Jesus shows us even when he was on the cross. Even when his flesh didn't feel like it. Uh, he tells us in John 12 and uh, 27, he says, Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I unto this hour. Jesus says, I'm suffering in my flesh, and I don't feel like going to the cross. I don't feel like obeying you, but nevertheless, this is what I was created to do. Yeah, and all of us were created to worship God. All of us were created to praise God. And we like those things. But the truth of the matter, we were also created to obey him. Yeah, to obey him. To obey him. Uh, because there are some blessings that come along with obeying God. God has designed that we should receive blessings for our obedience to him. But if, if he's going to bless us, can I suggest to you that also some misfortunes for disobeying him? Yeah, yeah, I, I want to deal with those first because, <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, because I know we like to shout and praise God, uh, uh, but I want to, I, I want to deal with those first because sometimes those are the ones that step on your toes. Those are the ones that make you say, ouch. 
Uh, let's look at these uh, numbers 20 and 7 through 11. Uh, uh, it tells us that the Lord said to Moses, take the staff and you and your brother Aaron gather their assembly together. Speak uh, to that rock before their eyes. Note that he says, speak to the rock. Uh, speak to the rock. He, he said you would bring water out of the rock for the community so they and their livestock can drink. So Moses took the staff. He, 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 he's following what God has commanded him to do. He says he took the staff from the Lord's presence just as he commanded. He and Aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock and Moses said to them, listen you rebels. <laughs> uh, must we bring you water out of this rock? Then Moses uh, raised his arm and struck the rock. Uh, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible uh, says that he struck the rock but the instruction was that that he speak to the rock. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moses, uh, he, he, he did. And oftentimes what we do, we, we, we follow God to a certain uh, time or, or a certain space or a certain limit, but we fail to go all the way. And this is what Moses did. God told him to speak to the rock. He gave him specific instructions, specific instructions speak to the rock because understand God wanted to show uh, not only was it in the power of what you do but can I suggest it's in the power also of what you say. Uh, life and death are in the power of the tongue and God wanted to show the children of Israel that you ain't always got to do something. Sometimes God gives you the ability to speak to some things yeah, uh, to bring the wall down. Speak to that thing to bring change. Speak to that thing to bring deliverance and this is why God got upset with Moses because God wanted to show them a new thing. Uh, can I suggest sometimes we get caught up in the old thing and God is trying to show us something new and we will get locked into the old thing when God has given us specific instructions about the new way uh, what we should do and how we should do it uh, and this is what happened to Moses Moses took things into his own hands how often do we take things into our own hands God has laid out the plan he's laid out the instruction but sometimes we're scratching our head how how is this going to work out? How is that going to change? And God has given us instructions, but we take things into our own hands. I'm, I'm guilty of that. I, I wish I had some witnesses in here that I, I, I've been guilty. He's given me instructions. He told me how to do it, um, but I didn't see how it was going to work out. I, I didn't see as far as God sees. And truth of the matter is, is that when he tells us and when he gives us instructions, understand he can see a little bit farther then we can see. I wish I had a witness in here. Uh, I can see through a glass. The Bible says dimly, darkly. Uh, I might can see a little way. I might can prophesy in part. But God knows the whole picture. And who better to trust in God? Who better to lean unto, unto God? Lean not to my own understanding. But in all my ways acknowledge God. I, I got to trust him in his instruction. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Moses, Moses missed out on the promised land because he failed to obey God. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to encourage somebody this morning, don't miss out on what God has promised. Uh, don't miss out on what he's planned. Don't miss out on what he's purposed for your life uh, in your own way and in your own ideas. 
idea, not following what he has commanded. Don't miss out on because it might not come around again. You might be too old the next time. You might not have that opportunity again. Don't miss, don't miss. Don't miss, don't miss out on what God has promised because God, I can tell you that God's got some great things in store for all of us and we, we, we can't let uh, failing to obey God calls us to forfeit the promises and the destiny of God. Uh, I'm, I tell you, I'm getting too old now uh, to miss out on God. I'm getting too old to miss out on the promises. Yeah, uh, I'm going on past 50. I know I got a little time left, but the truth of the matter, some things may not come around again. Uh, uh, yeah, I thought I was going to do something this year. I thought I thought it was going. I thought I was going to do it. I thought I was going to fall back into it, but the Lord said, "No, that door shut." Uh, yeah, so you gotta get, you gotta obey God while you got a chance. You gotta obey Him while you got a chance. Another example, I gotta go. Uh, we find in First Samuel fifteen and one and three. Samuel said to the Lord, "I am the one the Lord sent to anoint you, King over His people, Israel." So, so, so listen now to the message from the Lord. Uh, this is what the Lord Almighty says. He says, "I will punish the Amalekites." For what they did to Israel when they wailing laid, wailing them as they came out of Egypt. Now go attack the Amalekites. Look what he says. He didn't say half destroy them. Uh, he says totally destroy all that belongs to them. He says do not spare them. Put to death men, women, children, and infants, cattle, sheep camel and donkey the lord said kill everything he says wipe everything out huh? because i want to show them something i i i, I want to show your enemy something i, I want to show your enemy huh, that when they come against god and when they come against his people they cannot stand so i need you to wipe every everything out I, I need you to wipe everything out yeah uh, yeah I, I, I need you to uh, yeah I need you to throw those numbers out uh, yeah 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 I, I need you to put those records out I, I need you to take that alcohol out of the house y'all ain't gonna help me this morning I, I need you to put it away I need you to destroy it mm. then in seven and nine it says then Saul attacked the Amalekites he, he did partial what the Lord said he attacked them and all the way from uh, Havela to Shur, uh, near the eastern border of Egypt. And he took Agag, king of the Amalekites, alive. And all his people he totally destroyed with the sword. Now the Lord said, kill everything. Yeah, he said, kill everything. Uh, but the text says he took the king. And then he tells us, uh, but Saul and the army spared Agog and the best of the sheep and cattle and fat calves and lambs. Everything that was good. Uh, but that, that wasn't the instruction of the Lord. He said, kill everything. Uh, we're tempted to want to hold on to some things sometime when God says get rid of it. Uh, God says we're done with it. God said we're finished with it. I'm trying to take you a new way. I'm trying to do a new thing in your life. You got to let it go. Yeah. Uh, you got you, you to leave it behind. Yeah, Some stuff you can't take with you where I'm trying to take you. Uh, you got to leave it there. But, yeah, Saul says, in other words, I know better than God. 
Mm. He says, I know better than God. He says, I'm going to take the king and I'm going to take all the good stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, fifth, but 10, 10 tells us that the Lord told Samuel, yeah, Saul has stopped obeying me. And I'm sorry that I made him king. Huh. Yeah. I mean, God blessed Saul to be king only to have Saul fail to appreciate what God had done. Yeah. My second encouragement to you today is, yeah, don't have God bless you only to regret because you didn't obey him. Don't have God bless you with the job that you've been crying out for and then you don't come to church and worship him anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, don't have God bless you with a spouse and you're not doing what you ought to do in the commitment that, uh, that you made. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to help me this morning. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, don't have God bless you financially and then you, yeah, you, you, you don't tie it to him anymore. Uh, I, I don't have God regret uh, the blessings that he put on your life. Don't have God regret the time that he spent opening doors and closing doors. Don't have God uh, regret, glory to God, bringing you up and blessing you and, and, and putting that blessing around you. Don't have God regret it. Yeah, yeah, because see, God is after consistent obedience. Yeah, and we have to realize that obedience is the key to the supernatural blessing of God. Uh, that, 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 that if you're uh, going to get your prayers answered, it's going to come through obedience. Uh, if you're going to get the miracle that you need, uh, it's going to come through obedience. Uh, it's it's going to come to us uh, obeying God because this is what God is after. We see this. We see this. Uh, we see this. Now, now, now uh, let's look at the blessings. Uh, I hope I'm helping somebody on this morning. Uh, I, I mean, let's look at the blessing, the blessings of obedience. We see this in Hebrews 11 and 8. It says, by faith, Abraham, when called to go uh, to a place he would later receive as his inheritance obeyed and went and even though he did not know where he was going Abraham is a key figure of the Old Testament and God told Abraham to leave Ur and go to the Chald Chaldeans and go to a place that uh, I'll show you uh, go to a place that I'll give you as an inheritance and Abraham all he had to do was one thing yeah, all he had to do, all he had to do was one thing. All he had to do was obey what God had told him to do in order to lay hold to the inheritance that God has for his life. The first thing I want to tell you is that possess, uh, God, uh, obeying God positions you for your inheritance. It positions you. All of us in here got some inheritance that God has laid up for us. Uh, yeah, yeah. What, 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 what has God, uh, what does he have waiting uh, for you to obey? Yeah, what does he have waiting? What, what does he have laid up uh, that your obedience to that thing is going to trigger that thing to be released in, the, in your life? Could it be that the breakthrough 
is waiting on your obedience. Ah, uh, yeah. Could it be that the job is waiting on your obedience? Could it be that the house is waiting on your obedience? Could it be that the promotion is waiting on your obedience? That there's something that God has lined up, something that God has planned, something that God has purposed for your life. And the reason that you could not be laying hold to it is because you're short of obeying God. Yeah, you've come to an area, you, you, you pushed to a limit, but God has told you to go a little bit further, to do a little bit more uh, in order to lay hold to what he's planned and purpose for your life. Yeah, I mean, we can see this. We can see this throughout the Bible. God, God shows us that if we obey him, he, he has a way of releasing things into our life. I mean, we see it in the life of Noah. Genesis 6 and 22 tell us Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Jump down to 75. It says, and Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. Twice the Bible tells us that Noah did everything that God had commanded unto him. Uh, you would think, uh, how could Noah do this? Uh, God had told Noah to build an ark, uh, uh, and he had never seen it rain. Uh, yeah, God is going to tell you some things to do, even though you never seen it. Even though, glory to God, it never happened. Even though, oh, glory to God, it never happened in your family line. Never happened to your mama. Never happened to your daddy. God is going to show you some things that he expects you to do. God told Noah to build an ark uh, when it never rain each other and can you imagine the jokes that came out can you imagine that nobody there had ever seen it rain why is Noah taking time to build this ark why is he gathering this wood specific God told him how to build it what to build it with how the measurements he gave him the departments he told him to put it in and Noah did everything that the Bible commanded that God commanded him so you know they were talking about him you know they were scandalizing his name but the truth of the matter is is that when you obey God God will come through can I get a witness in the building Hebrews 11 and 7 tells us by faith Noah when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear building ought to save his house yeah to save his house second thing I want to tell you is obeying God preserves your family it preserves your family because Noah obeyed God. Yeah, his children survived. Uh, matter of fact, we're here today because of Noah obeyed God. I don't know about you, uh, but what uh, what family member is waiting on your obedience? Uh, uh, yeah, what relationship is waiting on your obedience? Yeah, can I tell you that some some deliverance from some child that some child is going through is waiting on your obedience? That wayward child that seems to not be going in the right direction God could be waiting on you to obey him God could be waiting on you to change your family line God could be waiting on you to obey something specific so that generational curse will stop with you who am I talking to this morning God yeah wants somebody willing to say here am I Lord I'll obey you I'll do what needs to be done in order not only to bless me but what's the blessed uh, to bless what's linked to me I don't know about you but I don't want to be the only one blessed I, I want my children to be blessed I want my children's children to be blessed I want everything connected to me to be blessed so therefore there are some things that I gotta do I can't wait on nobody else I gotta do it I gotta do it because I want to preserve my family 
I want to preserve my family. Yeah, Noah's obedience liberated his family. Liberated his family. Uh, see, that's what the enemy doesn't like. He doesn't like liberation. He doesn't like us to be free. He doesn't like us to be at a point where God' blessings run down the generational lines. No, he wants that evil and stuff to be connected to us. Huh, but the devil is a lie. Huh, yeah, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm, I'm going to obey God. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to trust him. Glory to God. Because that's where change. I got to go. I got to go. Huh, but we also see this uh, in 1 Kings 17 and 13 and 16. Elijah said to her, do not be afraid. Go home and do as you, you have said. But first make me a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourselves and your son. You know, the woman said that she had a little meal and her and her son was going to die. She was going to bake it and die. But here the prophet comes along and the prophet tells us, uh, tells her to go make him some uh, and then make you some. How, how, how am I going to make me some and I only had enough to make me and my son some and then we're going to die but the prophet the prophet sees a, a little bit further than what she sees so he tells her and what does she do the Bible says go back and read it the Bible said that she obeyed the prophet uh, and she made it and the Bible says uh, that the meal did, 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 didn't dry up uh, the Bible said that the oil kept flowing until God provided rain that's what God would do when you obey him God will cause some things to happen in your life matter of fact it was Russell M. Nelson that said obedience brings success but exact obedience brings miracles I wish I had somebody in here that need a miracle in your life uh, yeah yeah I, I, I need a miracle in my life some things I can't do on my own something mama can't do some things daddy can't do it's only gonna be God to step down in that mess step down in that problem step down in that situation the third thing is is that obedience positions you for a miracle uh, yeah what act of obedience is God waiting to release your miracle uh, what is it that you need from God what is it that you need to show up supernaturally man can't do it but God can do it man can't open it but God can open it man can't manufacture it but God will show up at the right time can I get a witness in the building and he'll unleash what nobody else can do ah uh, yeah that financial blessing that you need that's gonna be a miracle yeah that breakthrough that you've been waiting on that's gonna be a miracle ah uh, yeah that doctor's report glory to God that you need that only gonna come through a miracle those clients that you need that's only gonna come through a miracle that job or that business that you need to prosper that's only gonna come through a miracle you've done what you can do but God said let me do what I do best I let me perform the miracle in your life but I need something from you I need obedience to my word I need you to obey what I have commanded I need you to obey I wish I had somebody in here this morning glory to God that you know that you can't get what you want from man but you need it from God I need it from God I need it from God I, I need it from God only God can do it uh, the spouse you've been waiting on only God can do it 
Yeah, you, you done tried three or four of them jokers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You done messed with five or six of them girls. Uh, but only God can do it. Only God can give you what you want. Uh, yeah, you, 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 you know, you picked that person out, but that, that wasn't the one. No, they didn't treat you like you needed to be treated. They didn't love you like you needed to be loved. So let God do it. Let, 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 let God show up. Uh, let God do what he does best. He's a miracle worker. Uh, can I get a witness in here? He, how many miracles have he done in your life and the next miracle you're going to get is because you obey God. It's the season for obedience. I wish I had a witness here. It's the season for obedience. It's the season for obeying God. It's the season for trusting him. It's the season for not leading to your own understanding but believing God every every word. Every word. My time. My time. My time. Uh, I hear God saying if if he says if 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 you obey i'll bless you if, if you obey he, he always puts it back in our corner he says if you he says guess what i'm gonna do my part huh? but if you if you i, I hear him saying if, if, if you if, if you obey me i'll bless you not only that but i hear him say if you if, if you obey me i bless I, I pull showers of blessing upon you I, I, I pull showers of blessing I, I, you won't have room enough to receive I, if you obey me God God is ready to release some things God is ready to fulfill his word I, I know people said it wouldn't happen I know they talked about you I know they scandalized your name but truth for the matter is God is ready to show up and show out God is ready to prove himself that he's not a liar to let every man be, be false but God be true. I wish I had a witness in here. Glory to God. I, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for God. God. God said that if you obey me, I'll bless you. If you obey me, I'll open doors that no man can shut. If you obey me, glory to God, you'll be blessed going out and coming in. He said if you obey me, glory to God, never see the righteous forsaken, nor see begging bread. He said if, if you obey me, he told the children of Israel in Deuteronomy, if you obey me, I will provide rain for your land in season the autumn and spring rains uh, uh, that you may gather your grain your, your new wine and oil I will provide grass in the field of your cattle sounds to me uh, like an overflow sounds to me like an abundance I hear God said if you obey me I'll shower down blessings unto you oh you don't believe that the Bible says that Peter when Peter obeyed God when he dropped his net on the right side after all day being tall and catch around to catch some fish but caught none but he heard the word of the Lord he heard the, the word of the Lord and he obeyed the word of the Lord and the next time he dropped his net uh, the Bible said that he had an abundance he had more than enough that he had to call his crew y'all come over here and help me can I tell you that's what God want to do to his people in this season uh, in this season uh, in this season glory to God he want to pull out uh, that you won't have room enough to receive he want to bless you glory to God he want to bless you for your morning he want to bless you for your tears some of us have gone through some things you've been hurt there have been some pains you had to lay up all night long but I hear the Lord saying this is the season to bless my people and I need obedience I'm calling for obedience I know you praise me that's good I know you worship me but 
that's good but at the end of the day I need obedience do I have a witness in the building oh somebody's obedience is about to release something in your life is it you 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 what has God told you what has he told you what has he told you because God would never give a word about obedience if he's not already told you something he's told you something he's told you something in your crying he's told you something in the midnight hour he's told you something in your petition unto him but God said I, 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 I'll come through on that end if you come through on this end. God is waiting for an act of obedience. Come on, rest on your feet this morning. He's waiting to pour out his blessings upon his people in this season. I know he's blessed you in the past. I know he blessed you last quarter. But can I suggest <laughs> see what I, I love about God that he has the ability to save the best for last. Yeah. Jesus' mother tells him he was at the first miracle that he ever did. Jesus was at a <laughs> he was at a party. Yeah. They had ran out of wine. But Mary knew. She knew that obeying God would release, yeah, would release some blessings. She tells these servants, do whatever he says do. <laughs> uh, do whatever he says do. I know you don't understand it. I know it may look funny. Matter of fact, people may even talk about you doing it. I, I know some things we can't fathom because our thoughts are not like his thoughts, neither our ways like his ways. But he sees Father. He knows more. He's omniscient. He knows more than we do. So he gives us instructions. That even when we can't see it by faith, we got to obey it. She says, go, 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 go. They went and gathered, came back and he blessed it. And they began to drink and they began to say, you save. You know, it's not customary. Not, normally, you give out your best first. And then you, you know, you give your, your you know. That does a little watery, you know, that does not potent it. Because after all, after they done drunk all that, they drunk. So what they drinking now, they won't ever know. But he says, I'm saving the best for last. So after they had drunk that, Jesus did what, did what he does best. He performs his best work. Oftentimes, when it seems like 
we're at our end. When it seems like we can't go no further. And what God want to do in this season of our lives, this last quarter of the year, I, I, I'm amazed that God want to show us just how powerful he is. And, 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 he, he, and he does that so that he can get the glory, not us. He shows us that if you hold on to the end, if you trust me all the way, he, he says, I'll make it worth it your while. And God is the only one that really can make life, can make things really worth our while. Because can't nobody bless us like the Lord. Can I get a witness in the building? Glory to God. Maybe there's somebody up under the sound of my voice this morning. There's an area that you need to pull up in your obedience to God. I mean, you've bathed him in this area and that area, but, you know, that one area seems to be so difficult. Can I suggest that the area that God is after? He's after that sacrifice in that area, willing to obey me to the end. He's after that consistency. He's after that totality of obedience to him. Does it mean that we're not going to falter sometimes? Yes. But we're not to stay there. We're to get back up and get back in that place and pick up from there and continue to obey God. So maybe there's somebody up under the sound of my voice. Maybe there's an area in your life that you've not quite obeyed him. But today you're making or you want to make a commitment that in that area, Lord, I'm willing to pull up in that area. If that's you, would you? Would you come around this altar on today? If that's you, glory to God. Would you come? Maybe there's somebody the Lord is, he's wooing for salvation.